On this Aviation special, we sit down with the team at Borrow Lenses to look at not only the content, but also the gear that you need to live stream. All that and more next on this Aviation special. The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. This. This is AV Nation. This is AV Nation. This is an AV Nation special. Live streaming best practices. This is Jim Albright with AV Nation with an AV Nation special looking at live streaming again. With me is Tom Canelo from Borrow Lenses. Welcome, sir. Hello. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. So, so I've total background, total geek boy here. Uh, I've used Borrow Lenses for years. Uh, this is not a commercial. I've physically paid them money several uh, times over over the last number of years. Uh, it's, a, it's a good company just in general, it, it, especially since they drop ship. And, and when we were traveling uh, and going places, a lot of times we would we would use Borrow Lenses, especially to, to kind of drop ship us stuff. So very happy to, to make the connection with you guys. Yeah, um, right We're, we're going to talk about live streaming. Uh, and we've been doing a couple of these uh, already. Um, but first and foremost, we, we've, we've kind of, we're doing this the end of, of November, first of December. Um, and taking a look at, at like the last six, nine months that, that we've all kind of lived in this pandemic and, and stayed at home and, 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 you know, folks are trying to still get stuff done and get work done. What have you guys taken away from your customers and your clients that as you're trying to help them outfit with gear and, and, and outfit with, you know, microphones and cameras and lighting kits and stuff like that. But what have you learned from them as some of the best ways to even start and get into live streaming? It's interesting. So, you know, a lot of people are taking live streaming on for the first time this year uh, because they're bored or they see an opportunity because everybody's looking for new content online because so many of us have been, you know, stuck at home. Um, and what, what we're learning is that a lot of people really don't know where to begin. Um, yeah. And uh, so that's that's what we've been, we've been kind of learning with them. You know, live stream is never a particularly a specialty of bar lenses. We always carried tools to get it done right, but it was not something that we focused on. But what we've seen is that so many people are undertaking that this year, whether that's, you know, live streaming uh, so-and-so's wedding or, you know, like me, you've taken up uh, performing on a live stream for fun or um, you're live streaming a Q&A or church services or anything. Or you're just video conferencing because you're working from home all the time now, like we're doing right now. Um, so yeah, we, we've we've learned that <laughs> people have a lot of questions. <laughs> well, and, and kind of walk me through because you 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 kind of mentioned several different use cases there, right? Mm -hmm. And and I've helped our local church uh, with live streaming. Matter of fact, it was it was a very interesting meeting uh, back in in March. I'm I'm technically in Illinois. I tell people I'm from St. Louis. It's easier than explaining the the geography of Southwest Illinois, but, but let's just say I technically I'm in Illinois and, and the state of Illinois shut down before the state of Missouri did. And so we're, we're sitting in a meeting uh, with, with our pastor and, and, you know, me and some other production folks and, you know, um, the, the governor of state of Illinois had already done it. Well, at, at, during this meeting, the, the U S president also came out and said, well, maybe people should, should probably, you know, hunker down in place for, for a couple of weeks. And it was at that point that it kind of got real. Right. I mean, up until this point, it was this state, it was that state. Now from a federal level, the, the, the feds are saying, you know, you, you guys might kind of, you know, kind of stay in place for a while. And <laughs> so I, I remember, you know, trying to figure out exactly, you know, what is it, you know, what, what is it that we're trying to do? What is it that we're trying to accomplish? So whether it's churches or it's like you, somebody who's 
who's a performer, you know, uh, who's also trying to connect with their audience maybe, or, or even grow their audience. Take me through kind of the different use cases there that, that you kind of outlined that said, you know, whether it's the church service or it's the performer, or even it's, it's the, the, the speaker uh, who is, you know, typically on the road 50 days, 50 weeks a year, suddenly doesn't have not only just income, but also doesn't have an audience. Yeah. So when it comes to setting up a live stream for your, you know, church service or wedding or your speaking engagement, uh, I think what comes first absolutely is audio. Without clean audio, it, it doesn't matter what else you do. You could have beautiful lighting and an excellent camera setup and all these wonderful angles. But if your audio is bad, then your live stream is no good. So I would absolutely start there, um, you know, and there's, there's tools for that. Um, you know, if you're at a church service or if you're at a wedding, you know, lav up, use lav mics. That's easy to do. Um, and that, that, you know, if you're, if you're recording a speaking engagement from your home, USB microphones are real easy, really easy to use. Uh, beyond that, the next step I would take is to dial in your lighting. Um, Again, you know, lighting is like, it's everything for a camera, obviously. If you don't have good lighting, you're never going to have a good picture, even if you have, you know, an incredible lens and a great angle. If the lighting's not there, then the picture is going to be right. So go with lighting. Next, um, you want big light sources, uh, big soft light sources, like even a window. So I have windows in here. Obviously, my lighting is not excellent, but I have windows in the room that I work in. If I backed up a little bit and put myself next to this window over here, I'd have beautiful soft light. And all of a sudden, my webcam video quality is that much better. From there, you step it up and you can go with cameras. Um, you know, we can use almost anything in this case. Uh, uh, mirrorless cameras, DSLRs, if you have point and shoots even, you're already stepping up your video quality several notches because computer webcams and even as good as phone cams are just don't uh, compare really. Um, and then beyond that, think about your framing. If you're if you're not familiar with the rule of thirds, read yep. up on that. You know you certainly want to position yourself. Like if you could draw a grid on your screen and divide it up into nine pieces, you'd want to be on one of those intersections to frame up your shot nicely. And then of course think about your background. So like obviously my background in my office right now is a mess. Clean that up, simplify it. Um, you know if you really want to get nuts, uh, you can even throw in a green screen. Uh, you know, just to just to dress it up a little bit. Um, that's pretty easy to do too, especially if you have nice clean lighting. Uh, but yeah, I think those are all the major considerations you you should think about when you're taking on any live stream, whether that's you know a church thing or speaking engagement or a wedding, or if you're performing from home or if you're even video conferencing. These are all different kinds of live streaming, and all those things should be considered when you're doing them. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you, you mentioned a couple of, of, of scenarios here where you wouldn't want to have kind of more than one camera. And let's talk about that for a second. Um, even even in, in a, a, a speaking, a single person speaking, you can kind of, you know, jazz up the presentation by having multiple camera angles yeah, and multiple absolutely. cameras. So talk about a multi-camera shoot, right? And, and then this is kind of the, the, the technical term or the, the industry term would be a multi-cam shoot. Uh, and, and the way to kind of incorporate that into, you know, a, a live stream from a, from a production aspect. Yeah. So there's a number of ways to do that. And I think that really kind of starts with software. So, okay. uh, you know, I, when I live stream, I only use one camera angle, but I use something called OBS. Uh, it stands for open broadcasting software and it's, there's definitely a learning curve, but I wouldn't call it complicated to use at all. So 
let's say you want to have two camera angles. We'll start there because that's the simplest multicam setup you could have is just two. <laughs> yeah. So you have both of your cameras hooked up to your computer via HDMI. Uh, however, the in-between piece of gear you need there is an encoder. Um, to give you a specific example, there's a device called a Magewell uh, USB encoder. And you literally plug your camera's HDMI out into that and then USB into the computer. And all of a sudden you have that camera feed. There is nothing else you need to do. You can set up both of those camera angles in OBS. Um, and then it's very easy to switch between them. It becomes pretty obvious at that point. Um, it, that's that's as, like, as simple as I would go, but it's really, it's actually quite easy to do. Um, beyond that, as soon as you want to start adding more camera angles, you might want to think about a, a better, uh, more sophisticated piece of equipment, in which case I'd talk about something like the Sling Studio. Uh, the Sling Studio can be a little hard to explain, but basically what it is is a USB, it's, uh, sorry, not USB. Basically what it is is a streaming hub. Um, it's this monolithic device that you put on a stand somewhere and you can attach up to, well, in my case, I've, I've attached up to four cameras to it. Three of them connected wirelessly via transmitters. Okay. And then one connected directly, uh, via HDMI because it has a single HDMI port on the back. Um, that uses its own application that can be run on any operating system or from an iPad or from your iPhone. Um, it's a really well-built app, very simple to use. Um, and it's really easy to get your cameras set up and connected to the sling. So all of these transmitters that go on top of your cameras in the hot shoe um, connect to the camera again via HDMI or mini HDMI. Um, and you know, once you have that set up with the Sling Studio, you basically have all your camera angles dialed in, and then you can start to work on the rest of what your broadcast looks like. But really, the simplest way to tackle multi-camera is to use USB encoders. They're, they can be a little costly, but they're dead simple to use. They require no effort at all. You just need to plug them into your computer. Oh, wow. Um, let's let's kind of go from there and, and talk about some of the other equipment, right? And And not to be simplistic here, but just like with cars, just like with you know, um, you know, televisions and, and, and computers, there is a, there's a good, better, best, right? There are, there are certain levels and uh, depending on how much you want to spend, right? So let's kind of uh, outfit somebody in, in a good, better, best and, and, you know, roughly, you know, what is somebody looking at from a, um, an investment standpoint to get into uh, live streaming? I'll start with good, obviously. So when it comes to a good setup, I really think that what makes a setup simply good is, audio. I think that's the very least you can do to up the quality of your stream a thousand percent. Something like a simple USB mic. You're already there as soon as you have a USB mic and a single light source. So that could be like a desk lamp that you've outfitted with uh, something to soften the light a little bit. Or if you position yourself next to a window with a sheer curtain, you have a nice big soft light source. Combine that with a USB mic, and all of a sudden you've got a pretty decent-looking stream for a couple hundred bucks, depending on the USB mic that you're looking at. From a rental point of view, uh, we rent USB mics for thirty bucks for seven days. So if that's something you want to experiment with, you can do that uh, before you jump in and make that investment yourself. Looking at a better setup, that's when I'd start to incorporate, uh, in this case, like a mirrorless camera uh, with an interchangeable lens. Um, a Magewell uh, 
HDMI encoder, and then an actual lighting source, pro, pro video lighting. So the specific example I can think of is a Sony a7 III, which is an incredibly versatile camera. Uh, outstanding video quality, um, tons of flexibility. They're not insanely expensive either for the, um, the amount of features you get on them. Combine that with something like Sony's 24 to 70 millimeter lens. You have a lot of range in there. You can zoom in or out. Uh, the picture quality or the, the resolving power of that lens is incredible. It's an F2.8 it's, uh, from their G Mary, it's from their G master series. Um, that's, that's your camera rig right there. Sony a7 III plus a 24 to 70. Uh, then I would also grab uh, a Magewell encoder. They're about, depending on where you buy them, two to $300 new. Um, but this is a device that, you know, turns your, uh, inc the incredible video quality you get out of an a7 III into something that you can stream very easily. Um, and then beyond that, your lighting, of course. Um, we... One of our favorites here at Bar Lenses, uh, one of our favorite lighting companies here at Bar Lenses is Aperture. Yep. Make a wide range of, of lighting gear and a lot of really excellent modifiers. And of course, the lights are expensive, but they're incredibly rugged. They're super reliable. The light they output is beautiful. Um, and depending on which model you get, temperature controlled or temperature controllable. Um, you know, take, uh, for example, the Aperture C120D Mark II slap that on a stand and use something like a giant octobox. And all of a sudden you've got the huge, beautiful lighting source that you can actually control. You don't have to count on your window being the thing that gives you light, especially yeah. if you're trying to stream at night or something like that. Um, that setup, you're probably looking at, I would say to purchase all that equipment, maybe seven or so grand okay. gets, ex gets expensive quick. Yeah. Um, you know, so that's that's a pretty major investment if you're just getting started. But uh, I think it, for a lot of people, they have gear like this that already exists. So if you own a DSLR, you don't need to go and buy an A7 III. If you have, like I have a Canon 5D Mark IV, that's going to work perfectly for streaming. And I also have a $100 lens on it that I use all the time for streaming. It looks great. Yeah. Um, the major components here are the lighting component and the mage well. Uh, but it, again, uh, I'm going to, since we rent gear, I'm going to go back into rental pricing. A setup like that would run you for seven days, 344 bucks. Again, if you find that you have a gig, you don't, you know, it's so a lot of people don't need to own all this gear, but if you're finding that you end up with a gig where you need to live stream somebody using a single camera or even two cameras, you can rent all the equipment you need for it for less than 500 bucks for seven days. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a bad deal, you know? No, not at all. You mentioned something I want to I want to kind of drill down town to and, and and define here. You you talking about lighting? You had you said you mentioned a light modifier. If somebody's not familiar with what a light modifier is, what is that? Sure. Yeah. So a light modifier is um, a fabric and metal uh, sort of attachment that goes on the lighting element of an actual like constant light. When I say constant light, I mean a light that's always on. So it's not like a flash or something like that, that we use in photography. A modifier will literally modify the way the light looks. So in this case, I mentioned something called an octobox. Yeah. What that is, is kind of a sort of a giant tented dome with a sheer piece of fabric on the front that the light passes through first. And that gives you the effect of really soft lighting. Um, that's what a lighting modifier is. All right, very good. Uh, as we wrap up here, Tom, if if you're looking ahead and and you know kind of 
you know, assuming that that we're all going to kind of be in this situation for at least a bit. What advice would you give to somebody who's trying to not necessarily be different just to be different, but be, but to connect with with an audience, right? Um, we talked a little about the, a, little, a bit about the difference between recording and and doing it live, and there are certainly benefits to recording, but one of the benefits of doing it live is is being able to connect. And as we continue in this situation, those folks who can make their live streams different, right? Enough, they, they make them interactive. They make them where they are actually connecting with an audience are going to be the ones that are not only memorable, but also ones that folks kind of come back to. So how do you do that, right? How do you connect with, with an audience on an ongoing basis and, and make your production, your, your live stream, uh, not only a high quality, but one that folks would want to come back to again and again? So outside of uh, the the technical side of streaming, like having really great lighting, keeping your shots looking great, having multiple angles if you want to dive into that and having really clean audio. I mean, those are fundamentals to having the great live stream. But uh, I've seen some incredible creativity this year in the live streams that I've watched. So, you know, I think an obvious one would be like if you're if you're playing tunes and taking requests, if you're, you know, invite the audience to submit the tunes that they want to hear. Um, I've even seen some people do some incredible game shows via live stream. So like the chat can participate (laughs) in a game show. Uh, There's a lot of tools that exist, uh, plugins for your streaming software that will allow you to track what the chat is saying, for example. Um, I've even seen some call-in shows that have been hilarious. Uh, Definitely, (laughs) there's definitely some level of risk involved there depending on, on what your audience is. But it is fun, um, you know, especially if you're in a Q&A environment. I mean, think about radio shows. If you have somebody that's screening your calls, you could have somebody uh, call into your live stream to talk about whatever the topic is with you or pose a question live. Uh, you know, and as soon as you bring the audience into the live stream like that, then all of a sudden you have a really engaging live stream. You know, that, that's, that's what I think the real value of live streaming is as opposed to pre-recorded content. If you put on a live stream and you don't address your audience at any time, do you really need to live stream it? That's actually a really good point. Well, that's a good place to, to end. Thank you so much, Tom Anello from Borrow Lenses. Uh, how do people get a hold of you or Borrow Lenses, sir? Well, you can visit us at borrowlenses.com and you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Um, and we're always around to answer your gear questions. So hit us up. Absolutely. And, and I've actually gotten some, some gear from them as well. So you can check them out. Uh, thank you so much for us, for Aviation. Go by our website, aviation.tv. That's aviation.tv. Find programs like this and a host of others, including our two weekly shows that look at the commercial side and the residential side of the AV industry. All that and more at aviation.tv. It's aviation.tv. 